Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter feed, our Instagram story, and also hit us up on TikTok where we can find a bunch of Titans content there as well. I got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply hit them up at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans, Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. So, Zach, uh, Thursday night's preseason game really amped up a lot of conversation around Malik Willis, the Titans' rookie third-round quarterback, because he was a lot more excited, exciting to watch and a lot more effective and productive in the Thursday night preseason opener than Logan Woodside, who's been the backup for a couple years here in Tennessee. And they're battling for this number two job. And just to kind of set the stage on what the conversation's been like over the last several months is that I've thought, and most Titans media think, this is a three-quarterback roster because Malik Willis and the inability for Hugh Freeze to coach him up at Liberty to get him ready for the NFL needs extra time to develop behind Ryan Tannehill and behind Logan Woodside. But when you turn on the lights in the live action, Malik Willis looks a lot different than Logan Woodside, and that has just really amped up this quarterback backup job. Well, and how telling, Austin, was it that Malik Willis started to you? That was interesting, too, and, and like I wasn't expecting it because uh, – and Adam Holt wrote about this on AtoZSports.com, and whenever the Titans do teamwork and team drills at training camp practice, it goes Tannehill gets a drive, Woodside gets a drive, Willis gets a drive, and then usually Tannehill gets a second one, and sometimes even Woodside gets a second one, where Malik Willis is left with one drive of work. And so I I was surprised by it, but I liked Mike Vrabel's philosophy of it, of live reps, let's get him out there and see how he responds uh, to a start, and then see how he responds after halftime by coming back out for the third quarter. So I was surprised by it. And uh, um, we'll see what happens on Saturday night in Nissan Stadium for game two. Yeah, well, I think what one of the many reasons why he did it, I think you explained a couple of it. I think he looked at the Ravens roster and looked at the starters that weren't playing and weren't dressed out like his roster and felt a little bit more comfortable making that decision. Because I, I think you think differently if you're going up against a Ravens defense that is playing a lot more of their starters. I'll be curious to see what the Bucks do. They've been playing it very conservative uh, as far as their starters throughout training camp because I follow stuff like that. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Is Woodside now going to get the opportunity to go out the, with the ones this week, or are they going to stick with Willis? What I think you saw from Willis is what they thought is that this guy is a gamer and he can play, but he didn't do a lot of things that they wanted him to do, right? That And Vrabel kind of said that. You've got to be a quarterback first, not a yeah. football player. They know that they have a football player within them, but football players can get hurt with that with not playing in the offense. And yeah. so that's something that he's got to learn. But I was surprised, like you were, that they did announce that Willis was going to be the starter in game one. But I loved that because it told me that they're not playing around 
they've got to find out what they have in number seven. Yeah, and I thought Ben Arthur, the Tennessean, put it really well when he was on Buck's 615 Sessions podcast that came out uh, Saturday, and Ben and Buck were both in Baltimore watching that game, and Ben simply put it, so the Titans are trying to build Malik Willis for the long play, for the long haul. They know he can get out there and run for a touchdown and break through a couple of defenders. They know he can scramble for 17 yards on a, on a play that breaks down. That's not anything they don't know. But they need to know if he can make the right throws on the right times and read the right coverage. And because of his running ability, it seemed like he didn't test that as much, which is why Vrabel pulled him from the game when he did, because, you know, throw the damn ball kind of thing. Well, and they had already told us that they felt that Woodside was good enough to be the backup quarterback because he was. You know, all last they wouldn't have they would have found another guy if they didn't feel comfortable with Logan Woodside being the backup to Ryan Tannehill. Because as we know, the backup quarterback is, and we'll get to Todd Downing here in a second, is is only in emergency cases to go win games. It's not to, you know overthrow the starting quarterback that happens occasionally but you know the Tom Brady Drew Bledsoe thing is pretty much an anomaly that doesn't happen that you know uh, just they drafted Malik Willis for a reason Blaine Gabbert Matt Castle Logan Woodside guys like that were backup quarterbacks for a reason but they at least told us Austin that they felt comfortable enough that Logan Woodside is an adequate backup in the NFL because they did it last year and the hard thing, too, is because uh, I did see a comment that I wanted to mention. Um, let's see. Where did where it go? Uh, Nick says they know what they have in Woodside, but want to see Willis's floor in a preseason game. Not uh, It's only up from there. But, like, do you really know what you have in Logan Woodside? Because he's been around for a, a bit, but he really hasn't had any meaningful game snaps. And, and that's the interesting there, too. Uh, so let's get to Todd Downing because Todd Downing had an interesting comment yesterday when he talked to the media, Titans offensive coordinator, about the backup quarterback job and what the role is for the backup quarterback and the two guys that he's got gunning for that shot. Yeah, ultimately your backup quarterback needs to be somebody that can run the game plan on a moment's notice, right? Uh, and, and that means different things for those two players. Uh, there's certainly aspects of Malik's game that if you were – playing for us we try to amplify or augment um, you know and there's certain things that Logan does very well that, that we would be able to uh, augment as well consistency and dependability in their decision making is critical putting the ball in harm's way uh, you know is something that a, a backup quarterback can't do uh, and and we've got to make sure that we're doing everything we can not only from a pocket uh, ball security but also throw location and, and decision making um, you know, they got to be able to take care of that football and, uh, you know, keep the offense flowing uh, as if Ryan were So that's Todd Downing yesterday before or after Titans practice uh, on a Sunday. What do you think about that uh, clip there? Uh, there's some, like, it's a little cryptic, right? Like, I don't know who he's talking to because, like, you got to take care of the football. And, but that Malik Willis is not throwing the ball enough to not take care of the football, but then be reliable on within the offense. I felt like that was one of the things that Woodside is probably more apt to do just because he's been a part of the offense for longer. So that was a, I mean, that was a pretty interesting piece because I can't figure out, 
I can't form a, a true opinion on who he's talking about. Well, and, and Michael Billington's right on YouTube. They were a shot at both quarterbacks, right? Because Woodside had it was the two pretty smart on downing. I'll kind yeah, of I mean, it was it was a very uh, veteran savviness answer to a press conference question. Now, here's the interesting thing too, because I did uh, I did see somebody earlier. I think point I think it was Honky Tonk on YouTube pointed out. Uh, of how wide open Traylon Burks was for a potential 63-yard touchdown uh, Thursday night in that game. And I've got that screenshot uh, for us all that we talked about on Friday. This was the play that Willis ran for 17 yards, right? And so while, you know, Traylon Burks is just streaking down the field, nobody within 10 yards of him for an easy touchdown there, that's actually not the throw that Willis should have made. The ball should have already been in Des Fitzpatrick's hands because it was a play-action snap. Des Fitzpatrick is running that A.J. Brown route that we're all used to of the quick in of a play-action when the linebackers are sucked up and there's a massive hole in the middle of the field with that wide-open Ravens logo. And so while Malik Willis ran for 17 yards on this play, I heard Greg Cosell on 3HL on Friday say it would be a negative. When the coaches are grading up that film, it would be a negative red mark against Malik Willis's grade for the game, even though he gained 17 yards. Because, oh, one, yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, but we on TV are watching the playmaking ability of Malik Willis, but missing because of the angles of the plays that were also available there, too. Well, that's why we have NFL A to Z Sports Film Room. I mean, literally, yes. is to diagnose these things, and that's why we're so excited there. It just gave me a free free opportunity to, to plug Film Room. A lot of work right. has been put into that, but that you're right. That is a negative play because it, you're not making the right reads. That's, I mean, Mike Vrabel told us that after the game. He not Don't throw the ball. Throw the damn ball. Throw the ball. Don't run the ball, throw the ball. And he he yep. refused to do that, you know, to start the second half. I liked how they threw him back out there and gave him another shot or sure. at least more of an opportunity. But here's the difference, Austin, where we always say the NFL, or at least, I mean, most people do, it's shoulders up, right? You draft shoulders up. You can have the playmaking ability, but Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, those guys are all super smart. They're very intelligent. They ain't Jamarcus Russell. I'll tell you that. You've got to be able to go look at this, go diagnose it, and then game two, correct it. That's what Malik Willis hasn't had the opportunity to do. And look, Logan Woodside's got to correct his too. Yeah, that yeah. half-ass ball that he threw the pick in the end zone to, or is essentially in the red zone, you can't do that. That was a bad pass. Because That's here's all it was. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back to the screenshot again because Malik Willis has Burks for a touchdown. Malik Willis's talent alone, he can literally have the physical ability to throw the ball and have it drop on the 10-yard line to Traylon Burks. He can throw he can throw that 60-yard bomb in the air. I don't think Logan Woodside can do that. <laughs> like I think Logan Woodside has to get this ball out earlier to hit uh Traylon Burks on like the 25 or the 20 yard line where Malik can get it to the 10 or beyond. And so that's the difference in but what do you, two but what do you want from a backup quarterback? Yeah, and that's and that's what I was about to transition into is uh cuz Todd Downing kind of told us that and we can play that Todd Downing again, but what is more important for the Titans backup QB job? Experience in the offense or playmaking ability? So what is more important 
for the Titans backup QB job. We're going to ask you guys this question once your answers. Is it experience in the offense or is it playmaking ability? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. You can't do either if you're hurt on the sideline. So if you get hurt in life, you got to make sure you know where to go and you know who to trust. Trust is also a big deal with a backup quarterback job. And you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute to get you back in the action after an injury. Injuries happen in life. Unfortunately, it sucks when it does, but you got to go somewhere where you can get right and get back on it. And the Bone and Joint Institute have over a dozen doctors who specialize in every type of joint injury or sport injury you could possibly have. So check them out there in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM, we are powered by that betting service, and we love that betting service. BetMGM, download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Football is right around the corner. Real football, meaningful football is right around the corner. Get ready. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. Your first bet is risk free for new users. New users should use the promo code ATOZ SPORTS. All one word, no spaces, right there in the promo code. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right. So the question we just asked you guys is what is more important for the Titans backup QB job experience in the offense or playmaking ability? Zach, I'll send you to the chat. I think this first comment is I, I like, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I haven't stated my answer, but Max says it's hard for Titans receivers that are on the roster bubble to make plays when Willis is running out of clean pockets and scrambling all the time. Yeah. It kind of says the same thing as you're paying Robert Woods and Traylon Burks and Austin Hooper and all of these other guys in your offense. Sure. If you're not getting the most out of those guys because Willis is running around all the time, that also is a problem. That's not necessarily a solution. Now, obviously you need to find the results of that, but uh, Max, I thought that was, I wanted to share that first because uh, that yeah. did kind of speak spark my my interest uh eric says playmaking experience from van kevin says playmaking ability and remember this is the titans backup quarterback situation this is not just whatever backup quarterback situation playmaking ability from Najee. xavier says playmaking ability experience from marquee lou man says experience yep woody's got it so so lou man believes in in woodside right there which we haven't heard a lot since that performance against the Ravens. Playmaking no. from Deborah. Lane says experience. John says playmaking. So does Michael. So does JJ. So does Alex. So does Mo. Experience coming in from Jeff because they want someone who knows the offense. Playmaking ability from Marco. Experience in the offense. Woodside threw two picks against third stringers. Woodside has no experience. I'll let you touch on that. Yeah, Woodside's got very little experience. He did throw two bad interceptions. Well, one interception that was just a really bad throw inside on a fade route towards the end zone. The other one tried to force it to Mason Kinsey, to a guy that he's getting a lot of reps with, and it bounced and went up in deflection interception there too. Logan Woodside, we have to remember, was playing against or playing behind probably the worst group of offensive linemen the Titans have, and he was – under pressure and under duress the entire time he was out there. And, and Malik Willis had better offensive linemen, still missing several starters, but better offensive linemen uh, there too. But Logan Woodside doesn't have experience that you can rely on. Like if you're talking about, like, he's got experience within the building behind me, like Logan Woodside can go through all the meetings. 
He can go on the whiteboard. He can do all the other stuff, the film sessions. He can lead uh, a quarterback conversation and talk about the game plan with Todd Downing and Tim Kelly and all the other wide receivers and the whole offense. He can do all that. But when it comes to the field, like we've seen very little of Logan Woodside. And I think he has to play so much better to keep the second quarterback job. Because what the Titans are telling us is that he is the second quarterback right now. That's what the Titans are telling us. But I think Malik Willis is a lot closer to Logan Woodside's heels than I thought he would be at this point. And so for me, I I forget who saw it, but some people said it. Experience can come. And here's the difference in Malik Willis and Logan Woodside. Malik Willis doesn't need a lot of reps to then equal Logan Woodside's experience because that experience bar is so low. So I think I go with Malik Willis. I think the playmaking ability is more valuable to me than what I've seen in Logan Woodside's experience. Now, again, there's a month or right under a month until week one. Malik Willis has a month to catch up. And again, the gap's not very far, in my opinion. Or a month to stay the same. Or Logan Woodside has a month to grow, too, right? Yeah, I... One, I think it's kind of funny, one experience, one look at Malik Willis, I feel like has changed your tune quite a bit. Well, and I said that going into the Thursday night game is that, you know, okay, you want to see what Malik Willis's ability does in live action. And what he can do is way better than what Logan Woodside can do. It's like the arm talent jumps off the page. I don't think Logan Woodside could have made that 48-yard throw to race McMath because we just haven't seen that that often, even in practice, like Logan Woodside knows everything about the offense, but does he have the ability to put the ball where it needs to go? Malik Willis has the ability to put the ball where it needs to go. And even if he makes the wrong decision, he can still run for, for eight yards. (laughs) I will take that. than than what Logan Woodside showed us. Well, against preseason guys, can he run for eight yards against TJ Watt? Probably not. I mean, not many can do that against TJ White. Like, and the Titans don't play the Steelers this year, so that's a, a good thing. Uh, but I still think I go with I go with the higher ceiling, and it's Malik Willis because I think if you're looking at the tight, because this is for the Titans, right? If this is a situation in a regular season game where Tannehill is out for whatever reason. Malik Willis with the offensive line that's starting with Derrick Henry, with the starting wide receivers, I think has a higher ceiling than Woodside. And I just saw Woodside throw and make mistakes and throw picks. So I, I, my trust in Woodside's down and my excitement about Willis is up, which I think is why we're getting to this point. Chris brings up for the fans playmaker for the coaches experience. That usually is how that it goes, right? Because they see the ins and outs of it. So I'm probably going to say something that is somewhat uh, unpopular to a degree. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. I I think he's going to be good. I think he is above average, but I don't think that he is great enough to win a Super Bowl. And I think that the Titans, I've always stated, you are here to win a Super Bowl. You're not here to lose in the divisional round. You've done that. It has to be Malik Willis because I would rather give him the opportunity to see a glimpse of his ceiling, knowing that eventually 
he could be the guy that has a high ceiling that could become elite, that could win the Titans a Super Bowl, because I don't think that Tannehill can. And so in a backup situation, Austin, you ain't going to win if you're playing backup quarterbacks in the playoffs. You know, Matt McGloin loses every time. It just doesn't work. So it's a moot point to me. It doesn't matter. Now, can Logan Woodside come in there and run the offense, right? You you were talking about Logan Woodside going in there and executing the offense. There's a difference between execution and run, right? And so I think I, I that is a good question. I, I think, you know, history shows that they believe that Woodside could, if in a pinch, but this football team, you've got to, I've got to get somebody greater than what they have. Malik Willis may be it. I think experience, as you said, Austin, that will come with time. But I'm Malik Willis. I, the second they drafted him, I was at least excited that they have pressure on Tannehill because ultimately that's what it's doing. Also, a couple of weeks ago, you did not believe that Malik Willis would even put this much pressure on Woodside. You you said yeah, exactly, it, he, exactly. he'd be inactive. And then all of a sudden, Malik Willis has, in one game, surpassed that. I don't think well, that Malik Willis it, is going to put extreme... Look, let me finish. Okay. I don't think Malik Willis is going to put extreme pressure on overtaking the starting job for Tannehill. But... In a situation where Tannehill gets hurt and Malik Willis has to come in and they win a couple of games with number seven at quarterback, that is going to create a big stir, a big stir because of all of the doubt surrounding Ryan Tannehill from his playoff performances the last two years. Yeah, and look, I get what you're saying, and but I don't want to derail the conversation because I, I – I, I do want to say that a lot of like what I saw from Malik Willis and Logan Woodside is because Willis is going up, Woodside is going down for me individually, right? So there's a I think for everybody. Two, there's two things that are happening there that close that close that gap a little bit. The most under talked about story at Titans training camp this past three plus weeks is how good Ryan Tannehill's been. No, nobody who covers the Tennessee Titans is talking about that enough. And why? Because yeah, it's that, not, that would it's be my not, question. It's not sexy because there's a lot. Malik Willis is an interesting, sexy topic that people are very uh, interested in. Uh, Traylon Burke was a massive story. There's been Caleb Farley and Robert Woods injury comebacks. And Roy, David says because everybody's done with Tannehill, and Roy says because everybody let him down. But guys. Ryan Tannehill has had a phenomenal camp. And Orlando says, but it's camp. Sure, that's a fair that's comment, why. too. Well, that's but Zach, what, are we, what were we talking about last camp? Oh, man, Ryan Tannehill's throwing five interceptions in six practices. Oh, Ryan Tannehill's throwing more picks. Man, the offense is still trying to get going, but they have AJ and Julio. They'll be okay. Okay, now Julio's out for 20 days. Oh, and then Julio comes back. Tannehill got COVID. And then what did that turn into? A, a year of flux for Ryan Tannehill. But again, Ryan Tannehill has been out there every day. Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Kyle Phillips, NWI, Racy McMath, every receiver has been out there every day. And Ryan Tannehill has been nothing short of insanely impressive 
every day. He's thrown one interception in my in my uh, to my knowledge. Two, sorry, two interceptions to my knowledge. One was a miscommunication with Austin Hooper, which fine, make that practice in August, make that happen in August, no big deal. And the other was an overthrow to McCreary. That's it. Like that's it. Ryan Tannehill has 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 been phenomenal this training camp, and we're not talking about it enough because so many people are tired of Ryan Tannehill. But we have to remember that Ryan Tannehill is this team's only hope. This team's only hope of going where everybody watching the show wants them to go is on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. So no matter how exciting Malik Willis is, you still need Ryan Tannehill to carry you there. Malik Willis is not ready yet. Malik Willis is so exciting. He's really fun. He's charismatic. He makes plays. He reminds you of Steve McNair. All that good stuff. But Ryan Tannehill is what matters here this year. Malik Willis, moving on to next year or the year after that, we don't know yet. But it's up to Ryan Tannehill this year. And again, you can say that you don't believe in him, and I understand that fans who cannot get January 22nd out of their mind, but Ryan Tannehill has been nothing short of really damn good in this camp. So I'm giving the love of the show to Nick Ewing because I think Nick Ewing brings out exactly what you said in a couple of sentences. Ryan Tannehill has a 70% win percentage with the Tennessee Titans, which equates to 12 wins. Tannehill just needs to prove it more in the playoff to take pressure off of 2023 and what nick is saying is you can't take pressure off in training camp the reason why nobody is talking about ryan Tannehill is because nobody cares nobody cares that you're practicing well you know what people care about can you beat the bills and the raiders in back-to-back games early on in the season can you go through the stretch when you face aaron Rodgers and russell wilson and the philadelphia eagles with aj brown and win all those games can you beat the Indianapolis Colts twice like you have before? Sure. And can you set yourselves up for a playoff run and not wet the bed at home three years in a row? That, so, like, there's a reason why people are no talk. And look, I've monitored it. I know Ryan Tannehill has been playing well in training camp. You've seen reports. All you've seen is that, I mean, you look at the, I think yesterday, Sam tweeted this out from A to Z Sports, red zone action. All I saw yeah. was TDs, 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 TDs. Four and I ain't, talking about, I ain't talking about Teron Davenport. I'm talking about touchdowns. That's all we've seen. And, but nobody cares because well, and, it's not the playoffs. And that's just, it's unfortunate, but that's just what it is. And so you have this new shiny toy that, you know, Look, Ryan Tannehill himself is very self-aware. I respect Ryan Tannehill as a person, as a football player. I think that he is a leader. I think he's done everything that he needs to do. Sometimes you just don't have enough. Unfortunately, that Cincinnati Bengals game, which was the Titans' best opportunity to go to the Super Bowl in setting themselves up for success in a very long time, they had the team, they had the players, they had the home field advantage, and they had the bye. And Ryan Tannehill lost that game himself. That was my that's my opinion, not yours, but that's my opinion. He is very aware of that. But I think Ryan Tannehill is also aware that he has to prove that through 17 games and playoff performances in 2022, 2023 yeah, to and, get and- any sort of respect and trust back from fans. 
Yeah. And so here's the problem is that people have a funny way of remembering things the way they want to remember them uh, to fit whatever they want to believe. Like Nicholas, who says the Texans game two, that Tannehill threw five picks. No, he threw four picks. There were five turnovers in the game. He threw four picks and two of them were because Des Fitzpatrick was in the wrong place. That's not Ryan Tannehill's fault. That's Ryan Tannehill having to be stuck with Des Fitzpatrick in a game because of what happened in that. So Nicholas is wrong in a couple different ways. And so it's also the fact that Todd Downing was god-awful throughout last year's play as a play caller. Well, that, look, the Titans were not ready to play against the Texans that day. So whether you want to blame anybody, everybody, doesn't really matter. No, but again, like, my, we my told, point is... I, I, pre-game, I remember talking to you all saying, this team cannot get behind. And what do you know? <laughs> they got behind. Yeah, but Xavier, Xavier says no excuses, Austin. How is that an excuse? Like, I'm, that's well, fact. That's why I fact. said what I said. They weren't ready to play. That's the reason. The reason is, and Ryan Tannehill is the leader of a team, so you bear responsibility when your offense and your team is not ready to play. Again, I understand that. But and, and quarterbacks get too much credit when they win. Quarterbacks get too much blame when they, when they lose. Same thing with head coaches, right? But the fact is that Nicholas remembered that Texans game how he wanted to because he doesn't want to believe in Ryan Tannehill. That that's that's true. Here's also here's also like you mentioned that nobody cares about how good Ryan Tannehill's been in practice this year because of how last season ended. We didn't care as much last training camp when Ryan Tannehill was throwing interceptions in training camp because of how good he was in 2020, right? Like he was great in 2020, so we gave him a pass in 21's camp. He was iffy and bad at times in last season but he's been great in camp but we don't care because of what happened before my thought is seems like ryan Tannehill's training camps translate to his regular season we've got a couple examples of that and so now i think that's the good thing for this upcoming season david says uh he lost in 2020 in the playoffs too ryan Tannehill and the titans lost in the playoffs to the ravens right but what happened he threw to a Khalif Raymond, who fell down for the interception. That was also Arthur Smith's worst game, in my opinion, as an as a play caller for the Titans. It was and Mike Vrabel had a really, really passive coaching decision to punt on fourth and two in plus territory. They called it the most passive punt decision since they've been tracking that stat for 20 years. So, yes, I, my, my my again, another thing is he lost to uh the Ravens in 2020 playoffs too. David is now remembering that game, how he wants to remember it because of what he doesn't believe in Ryan Tannehill. So people are just shaping their minds how they want to. Austin, you know how many people watched the Bengals three pick game by Ryan Tannehill? Oh, like 50 million, probably 30 million, 30 million people. Okay. They saw that. That was the last remembering. Like that was their last memory. And and here's and Nick says AJ was streaking down the sideline wide open and he threw to Khalif. Again, same point that I make uh, with uh, this play we talked about. Right, the the right throw is to Des Fitzpatrick, regardless of what Traylon Burks does. You throw the Des Fitzpatrick before Traylon Burks crosses the fifty yard line. That's the play. So the play to Tannehill and Khalif Raymond could have been you throw to Khalif Raymond if he's open, and then he fell down. So there he was no longer open. The, like, you knew, now you're assuming that. No, but I'm using that. I'm, I'm saying that we but don't you can't, know. That, that's an assumption. You, no, you but don't again, know like, I'm, no, but I know this. I know that passing plays have have progressions one, two, three, four. And that sometimes 
the third progression might be wide the hell open, but it's but you make the the first throw first because it's the well, first progression. You also don't throw into triple coverage to NWI with two minutes left to go, and you can well, win the again, game. Well, <laughs> again, yeah, but there's separate situations here. Like, can we not have a? We can have different conversations about different plays. No, we, eight, we can, and we are. But the fact of the matter is, his last meaningful snap was an interception that cost him the game, and. Austin, you can't run away from that. Nobody and, and, and Brian Tannehill is and not he, running away from it. I want to make they, that clear. He, he's not. He's not running away from it. But the facts are the facts, and he's working behind the eight ball heading into this season. Austin, he is the the trust level. You talk about trust level in Ryan Tannehill. It has dropped dramatically because the last the bad taste in our mouths was a divisional game that was set up for success, and everybody yes. was back. And he threw three interceptions. His first and final throw were picks. In playoff games, you cannot do that. Uh, nobody, nobody disagrees with that, Zach. Like that's but, the but most. That, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is that's the reason why people think the way that they do. If you're asking that question, that's the reason. I understand, but again, Ryan. Tannen if you're asking the reason why no one cares that he's had a good training camp, well, I know that's the reason. reason. It was a rhetorical question. My whole point was. That and it's funny because I said I didn't want to derail the show before I said that. And what have we been doing the last six, eight, eight minutes? Ryan Tannehill being really good is the most under-discussed storyline of Titans camp, and also the most important storyline of Titans camp. Right, but Austin, the Tennessee Titans drafted a quarterback, right? In the like, third round at eighty-six. Yes. Yes. The third round was the high, when was the last the highest draft pick the Titans have drafted a quarterback that was the highest that they've drafted since Marcus Mariota. Well, so yeah, I mean, there's I mean, value to that. Ago. They had drafted two other quarterbacks after that, and they've both failed. And Malik Willis was a presumptive first round pick, right? I mean, that's what he, he was before the but draft. He was, but he is not. Austin, you thought he was going to go in the first round. I thought he was going to go in the first round. I will. We all have to be quiet about that. We all did. We all thought Malik Willis would not be on the board by the time the Titans picked in the first round. You said it. I said it. We will yeah, not run away true. from that. It's the facts. Right. So, so that's what it is. The and the Titans got a ton of value from Malik Willis, and now we're seeing a playmaker in one game, and it's exciting. But you know what it's yes. doing? It's making us forget about all the things that Tannehill is doing well. Yes. Yeah, and again, it's good that Malik Willis is progressing. It's good that Ryan – it's great that Ryan Tannehill has had a fantastic camp. But again, Malik Willis still has so much to do because the more and more I watched about Malik Willis – from that Thursday night game, the more I saw missed opportunities because we talked about what's more important, a quarterback who has experience in the offense or a playmaking ability quarterback as your backup. Playmaking also means throwing the football to the right spot. That is making a play just like running for a touchdown is. Well, and that's why we all, and this is a community, community. This, this is what A to Z sports is. We create communities. Everybody in the chat, everybody listening at home, you included Austin, me and myself. Malik Willis will be judged on Saturday night on his improvements, right? He's had over a week to look at the tape, figure out what plays he made well, what plays he, he did not, the decisions he made incorrectly. And that, I think, is the exciting part is can't because that will justify, you know how uh, we went into and we said, and we probably should do this 
I'll I'll hold off because we have a full week. I'll 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 bite my tongue real quick heading into this game, but I have something new that I'm looking for this week compared to last week. All right, and here's Kyle. In a year when Malik Willis is starting and Austin is saying good things about him, I'm reminding him that I pooped on him for being a third rounder and how it makes him less important. Kyle, that's so stupid. Dude. <laughs> that's so dumb. Like, why would you do that? If I, like, I'm not supposed to, like, I'm, I, I tell you guys what I see. And what I saw in practices is that Malik Willis struggled to throw to the sidelines on out routes and stuff. He's gotten better at that over the last couple of weeks. Like, Malik Willis is allowed to improve. So, again, he's not the you same guy. You also said he'd be inactive for the, the, I, yes, the entire season. Yes, and I said, and, and in June, <laughs> You said I he'd be said, inactive the entire season. I said, at, like, right you now. Would, he I would said, be inactive the entire season. But you then said. what did I say after that? I said that, but he's got time to get better. Like, I, every time I said that, you know, it's a three-quarterback roster right now. But, you know, Malik Willis has time to get better. He has time to get better. He has gotten better. But, but my problem, and again, I think this is what the chat was saying, too, is to say that he was going to be inactive all year is irresponsible because I think he's going to take snaps. I've told you that. I I stick by that. But that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I never thought that he was going to be inactive the entire season, no matter yeah, what so happened. They thinks, drafted so him. They drafted him to put apply pressure, whether it was small pressure or big pressure. But that's right. why they drafted him. And go, and so go. what do you know? First preseason game, he is applying a lot of pressure on that number two job. And so uh, Nicholas, who I went after for a comment earlier, comes back with a good comment. Austin, the first time you rode a bike, did you fall off? Yes. But that doesn't mean that I can never ride a bike like that. So I don't know if Nick thinks he got me on this comment, but I, I don't Nick, uh, that, But Nick's comment is what I'm saying is that just because you fall off the bike the first time doesn't mean that I'm saying, oh, well, he never learned how to ride it because he fell off the first time. No, you can get better. And he has. So what's wrong with this? Well, I think it's a combination of him getting better and Logan Woodside playing very bad. Exactly. Yes, right? absolutely. So do they? So here's a question before we move on. Should the Titans give equal opportunity to Logan Woodside and start him on Saturday? Oh, 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 don't answer that. Don't answer that. We'll answer it later in the week. Because I think I thought about that when they played Malik Willis. Because what did you say? They were they were playing turnstile offensive line at the end. They really didn't give Logan Woodside all of the benefit of who he was playing with. Malik Willis right. was playing with better players. So I think that's a unique thing and topic heading into Saturday. And look, it's only Monday. I, I don't want to jump all these guns. We'll talk about the quarterback situation before Saturday. But equal opportunity, right? Are they going to be fair to both quarterbacks week one versus week two? Yep. A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Titans practice starts in 35 minutes. So we get our second topic coming up here. Zach, Jeffrey Simmons was ranked 54th in the NFL's top 100 rankings. We got three options for you. Is that too high? Is it just right? Or is it too low? Should Big Jeff be in the top 50? So we'll tell you about that and get your opinions on it. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your brand new health plan. I got my new health plan at the beginning of 2022, and I am very, very glad that I did. Better coverage, better rates, better service 
over 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans help me and they can help you. I saved 20% per month on my rate and I got better coverage. It was kind of mind blowing. And I didn't know all of this when we struck our deal with FBHP at the beginning of the year. I had no idea what I was going to get from it. But the awesome part is, is they were like, trust us. You know, it's set up for success. It really was. I pay less money. I have better coverage. And the service is supreme. That's FBHP.com slash A to Z. Go online there today and get your new quote. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. A to Z Sports Picks return last Friday. They'll be back for the football season again this year to get your picks right on Friday afternoons. But you can download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. It's as easy as that with code ATOZ Sports. When you download the BetMGM app, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 old Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and other requirements. Rewards issued is knowledgeable for bets to start credit for bets to start seven days. For public and support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach Jeffrey Simmons was ranked 54th in the NFL's top 100. Is it too high, just right, or too low? What do you think about uh, that overall there, Zach? Well, and to note, look, it says he's up from last year, 78, yes. right? right? So, like, he's that's a big jump, 78 to 54, because, you know, it's the NFL top 100. You're surpassing a lot of quality football players you know i think you have to take that into account now let's full disclose this do you how the nfl top 100 is made up is they pull players right they send them sheets and when they pull these players is also important right i mean i have my answer based on that because lamar jackson was the number one guy a couple of years ago when patrick mahomes was clearly the number one guy Here's why I have my answer before I you can go look at the comments. Here's the this is the facts, straight facts, homie. The reason why that he should be higher than 54, he should be probably in the 40s. The people that voted didn't get to see the playoff performance. Yeah. They didn't get to see it. And so if they would have saw that big Jeff destroy burrow the number of times that he did and completely wreak havoc on a Bengals offense that ended up going to the super bowl and was within striking distance to win he ain't 54 he's he's in the top 50 so that's my final answer because that's the straight that's the truth because history shows with lamar jackson and patrick mahomes that that's the case so this is like this is not an opinion these are facts uh jake says uh He'd be 53 if Brady would have stayed retired. <laughs> Very funny. Very good. Uh, or, so, it, or if Byron Leftwich would have gone and gotten the head coaching job for the Jags. Because yes. that, that would have meant Brady would have stayed retired. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I think it's just right. I, because Jeffrey Simmons was seven. He cracked the top 100 going into his, like, after his second year, right? Which is great. Like, after his second year, he's already a top 100 player. So now after his third year, he's approaching top 50. I think it's just right. And it's about the position. Because Jeffrey Simmons plays one of the most, like, overlooked positions, interior defensive line. And I know Jeff Simmons gets a ton of recognition locally. But, again, the 
quarterback's going to get a lot higher. There's receivers that are going to get a lot higher. Hasn't Aaron Donald changed that, though? Yeah, yes. And I'm about to get to that because there are three names at the position that have not been listed yet in 51 through 100. So Big Jeff is at 54. Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, Vita Vea. Those three guys at the interior D-line position will be top 50 players. And if Jeffrey Simmons is just outside the top 50 going into year four behind those three studs, I'm totally cool with that. It's just right. No big deal. Like those three defensive linemen, no doubt. They're top 50 players in the NFL. Aaron Donald's probably top five. Uh, Cam Hayward's probably a top 30. And Via Vea is definitely in the top 50. Uh, those interchangeable, whatever. But I do think Jeffrey Simmons being just outside the top 50 going into year four is a solid trajectory. He jumped up like 24 spots going from year three to year four. Perfectly fine with that. Just right for me. If it would have been voted on after the playoff game, do you think it would have been higher? He might have cracked the top 50. Yeah, I, I do like your your thought on that because, you know, he had three sacks in a playoff game when 30 million people watched. And guess what? A lot more NFL players were watching that game than they were the other games because they are available to watch because they're not in the playoffs in that round. Now, here, here's what I do like that they got right. Jeffrey Simmons is ahead of DeForest Buckner. That was correct. So I'm. it's just right for me. Yeah, He's I think fourth. the year before, he shouldn't have been, but this year he should have. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just right for me. I'm totally cool with that. The most ridiculous, I don't know if you've looked at this list. Not in so depth. Far. No, no. By far the most, and this is shade, the most comical rating is Russell Wilson. They have him 61. That is, great the, that is the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. I want to. I want to no, play. I want to play it. I want to play it because we are no. now dumber because no, of that. No, the dumbest thing is Mac Jones being 85th, or Mac Jones being on the list at all. Mac Jones being ahead of Kirk Cousins is the dumbest thing on the list. Mac Jones only being like 20 spots behind Russell Wilson is the dumbest thing on the list. Mac Why Jones being, I don't know, because he plays with the Patriots and he went to Alabama. Like that's stupid as hell. Mac Jones, give me a freaking break. Get Mac Jones the hell away from this top 100 list. Like he was fine as a rookie. Fine. But would top you, eight. Would, would you take Tua or Mac Jones? Probably. Mm. Oh. Well, I, wanna, I don't know because I want to see what Tua does with the offense. Now, Mac Jones. I know. Jones, that's why it's a great if, question now. Because what, because what have you heard from camp, uh, Patriots camp uh, this year? That. Matt Patricia's calling the plays on offense for the Patriots. Now that's dumb. Like, how, how does that make any sense? But so then they don't have any playmakers. So Mac Jones has been struggling. So I don't know who I would take between Mac Jones and Tua because I feel like their teams are doing different things around them. I would take Ryan Tannehill over those two. Well, yeah. But they, they usually compare Tua and Tannehill because people are higher on Tua going into this year because of the offense, right? Tannehill yeah. has less to work with. Tua has one of the best wide receivers in the league, right? So that I think is intriguing with the offense included. Uh, having having Mac Jones in the top 100 list is the is so stupid. I, I mean, it's I so agree. stupid. I, uh, <laughs> So dumb. All right, Zach, so, let's get... So, I guess, but because that list is... I don't know when the next uh, list 
the reveal is going to be. The only other Titan is Derrick Henry, right? Maybe Kevin Kevin Byard. Yeah. Because Kevin Byard was in the was in the top 100 last year, coming off a not so great season, and he was insanely good. So that Kevin Byard and Derrick Henry are probably your only two other guys. Because Robert Woods is not going to crack it. No, and and Harold Landry won't be either. Harold Landry gets no respect. They'll get no respect. Yeah, he doesn't get any respect. Yeah, I'm trying to get Harold Landry. If he was 49th, AJ Brown will be on the list. Yeah, but he didn't play for the Titans. <laughs> what? Will, 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 Willie? <laughs> Willie? But Willie, though? 800 huh? and something yards last year. Will he? Will he be on the top 50? 800 yards? Uh, they'll put DK ahead of him, but oh, I, no I don't know. But you would think, yeah, he would be in the top 100. I don't know. Last Based off of last year, no. And definitely not Taylor Lewan based off of last year. No. Nah. Yeah, Chandler Jones says no. Yes. All right, Zach, it is time for our Would You Rather. How did you tease the Would You Rather? It's dirty. <laughs> Fantastic. Tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. It's really dirty. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride, whether it's the Sonata, whether it is the Palisade, the brand new SUV full size. It's got third row seating. It's a perfect family car because it looks really good. It's spacious and it has all the bells and whistles. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It's a quick trip down I 40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team, family owned and operated. You can go there, test drive a vehicle today. If you are in the market for a new car, they do have your perfect make and model. And that is WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, I just told you about it, but it's really easy. All you have to do is download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. Jump on board with the BetMGM train with us this season. Uh, we're super stoked about what BetMGM is doing uh, with A to Z and approaching the football season. It's going to be a ton of fun. So, code ATOZ Sports when you download and sign up for the BetMGM app. All right, Zach, hit us with the, uh, your would you rather. All right. Uh, this I just is... I just saw the preview and it's definitely dirty. Oh yeah, it's dirty. Would you rather never be able to shower or never be able to brush your teeth? So oh, do you want to look like the guy on the left who has never taken a shower in 60 years or the guy on the right who he needs a, a, a nice teeth cleaning? Well, hey, look, if he went to Farnborough Health Plans, he would be able to get a free teeth cleaning after a certain a lot of time after you get your plan, but rather not be able to take a shower or not be able to brush your teeth. All I right. Mean, so I, there's, I, I thought about this before I put it out there. I was like, I think there's, there's sides for both. Yeah. And you know, this is really tough. Karen just says yuck. Yeah, I agree. Karen. Uh, so Jeff says teeth. Cause I can use mouthwash and mints. Jake says teeth for sure. They make dentures. Um, that didn't say teeth. dentures. <laughs> it, it meant to say dentures. I know, I know. Uh, teeth, Listerine and gum isn't brushing. Um, Apollo pleads the fifth. Uh, well then if you want to use Listerine and mint, you can go out in the rain and wash off. Right. Like you, the, the or you conceptually, can, Good. Or you can take a bath in the lake like Nick Saban does in the summer. 
or Happy Gilmore's caddy. Yeah, that him too. Um, just no, no soap or shampoo in the beard. Yeah, just all it is is just just a quick rinse. That's all you're allowed to do. Quick rinse. So here's I initially lean towards brush not brushing your teeth because you have ways of like medically replacing that. Cause you know, you always like whenever they do like the, uh, we polled 1000 old people and asked them what they should do when they're younger. They said, take care of your teeth. Cause you only get one set of them kind of a deal. Like that's a very common answer. And also disease can a lot of times start at the teeth. Right. And so, but I also it's don't like know open, kind of, right? Yes. Bacteria. I also, yeah. I also don't know what type of diseases you could get by just not showering or bathing your entire life. I would, I would probably staph infections right around the corner. I feel like <laughs> plus you can't shower. Like you're going to stink. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you're going to stink. Yeah. I think I would have to go with a no shower though. Because uh, I did see a TikTok recently of a guy who's gone like all natural. So like what you put in your body also can help regulate your um, your body odor because of the toxins that you're... If you continue to put toxins in, you'll have bad smell coming out. So if you're clean going in, then your body will regulate itself. Because the human body has been around for a long time where bathing wasn't a thing, right? So I think I would rather go no no bathing. I'll take care of my teeth. I agree with you and Eric. I have to brush my teeth. Yeah. It, I, 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 that it, it is like something a part of me. I have to. I'll floss. Like, I, it is, you know, I've only had like one cavity in my life. And I'm 35, which I think is pretty impressive. And that experience of getting that cavity filled, and that was probably like four years ago or so, I don't like people... Like, I'm not one of those guys that need to be put asleep to have dental work. But the fear of a root canal is real. Like, I, I don't want any part of that. That do you Are you put to sleep in a root canal? I, I've never had one, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've got to brush my teeth. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my diet and take the approaches you did and smell a little bad i mean the deodorant stuff i guess you can use deodorant you just can't shower yeah or yeah axe body spray <laughs> it's just all body spray <laughs> and jake says no you're not asleep for the uh root canal a lot of I'd people tell him to no. put me asleep yeah mm -mm -mm. yeah i would request it so i look we're all on the same page it's the I value my teeth. Yeah. I do. So, uh, one last little look at this guy's Oh, teeth. no. Just, just take it away. Take it away. <laughs> All right. We got to go. I got to run. I got to run. All right, guys. Uh, great show this Monday morning. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow morning at 8. Sam and I about to go cover Titans practice. Speaking of Jeffrey Simmons... Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our Titans practice coverage from today. I saw uh, Sam and Buck were already getting uh, content from the assistant coaches, so that'll be up on our YouTube channel pretty shortly there. So if you want to check in on that, uh, on what you missed while you're watching the show today, it'll be up on A to Z Sports Nashville YouTube channel. And we'll see you guys later on, and Buck will be live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. Appreciate it. Thanks. Adios.